What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW re- review. I'm joined, as always, by Brad. Brad, how you doing? I am doing excellent. Had a good day at work. Got a raise, so that's always I good. I heard that. I read yeah. that. That's excellent. Yeah. So I'm happy about that. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. Uh, we are just in the kind of the middle of packing for our, our trip, mm-hmm. which we leave for this saturday so next week no podcast don't look for it it won't be happening i probably won't be watching i mean maybe i'll watch i don't know we'll see next week's gonna be the greatest episode ever and (laughs) maybe i can find a link (laughs) don't don't tell anyone but i won't have well i mean i might have tnt where i am but i'm probably not gonna be watching tv at eight o'clock probably gonna be doing Doing something else yeah um yeah so that uh what am i saying yes that's what i'm doing right now i'm tired i'm doing that i still haven't energy wise i still haven't recovered from the pay-per-view and elden ring Mm -hmm. my energy has i haven't i feel like you know when uh the joe exotic says i'll never financially recover from this Mm -hmm. this is what i feel like but with energy yeah like i go to sleep i wake up and i'm still tired yeah (laughs) I have not. I have not recovered. I'm still. I feel you all on that because during the week, the only time I get to play Elden Ring is at nights, and I've been staying up till midnight and then waking up at six to get ready for work. So I'm just tired. Yeah, no, I I get it. It's uh, that's what it feels like. And every night, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to bed earlier tonight. I'm mm-hmm. setting alarms to go to bed, and every night I blow past them because I'm playing Elden Ring and I just got to get to the safe place because this game doesn't let you just pause it and turn it off. You got to fucking play for another hour to find the thing. That's the meta. (laughs) That's the fucking curse. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it's great. And so was Dynamite this week. Yes, it was. It was a very good episode. It was a really good fallout from Revolution. Yeah, it was. It's like... I, I like it. I like Fallout episodes that feel like a change in everything. Yeah. And it's like a new season of like TV. <laughs> I love new seasons of TV. TV, Me the too. season premieres. This is a that's what AEW does. They get that fresh new season premiere. <laughs> There's maybe one thing that carries over a little bit, <laughs> but it's always it's like part two of that, like the Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho thing. Yeah, amazing. That's how this episode started off. Um, we had Jericho coming out saying that Sunday was one of the best nights of his career, despite the loss. He said he wanted to thank Eddie Kingston. He said that Eddie brought something out of him that he had no idea was in there. Um, Which should have foretold us what was going to happen. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I mean, like he was the heel. (laughs) So this makes sense. Um, Like Eddie dragged him all the way to all Japan with this match, he tri- he took him for a, a road trip down the King's Road. Mm-hmm. He wanted to. Uh... Jericho says he didn't live up to his word. He said he would shake Eddie's hand. He did not. He was a baby. He was he embarrassed himself. He needs to make it up to Eddie. He needs to apologize to him. He deserves his respect. He earned his respect, and he wants Eddie to come out so we can apologize. Mm-hmm. Eddie's music hits. He comes out. He says things are about sweet says, four pillar shirt. That shirt was awesome, <laughs> amazing. You can buy it. It's uh from Post Wrestling. 
Oh, nice. Which is a good podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, look it up. There, they someone posted a link where you could buy the shirt it's on a really Twitter. Cool shirt. Yeah, I thought about it, but I have too many wrestling shirts right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't have all my shirts be wrestling shirts. Sure, you can. I mean, <laughs> you can. You can. That's true. Um, but yeah, so Eddie says he's a bit. We're about to get deep here. He said that the the Friday before the pay per view, he didn't want to show up. He just wanted to stay at home. He wanted to drink. He wanted all his usual vices to catch up with him. What he always does, the self sabotage. He he was going down a spiral, and he said a lot of that was because what Jericho said on Wednesday hit home. He got in his head. He was right. He's lost all his big matches in AEW, and he's 38 years old. That's probably a reason why he's never made it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said what pulled him back from the brink was he went to FanFest, and there were four separate people who told him that they, they read his Players' Tribune article, and what he wrote and what he said saved them from committing suicide he he saved their lives and he's just laying it all out there and he said that when he when he won the match he went home he cried and if you have a problem with that he'll smack in the fucking mouth <laughs> yeah he's so um, beat you up and this whole time like a fan was what chanting and he had to shut that down which was amazing he said like so what are you doing here we don't do that here He's like, what is this? Steve Austin's not here, man. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. and of all the promos to do that, that one, <laughs> like if Eddie got got his hands on him, he would have destroyed that yeah. man. And Eddie has destroyed fans before yeah. for stepping yeah, over the line. He's not one to, to mess with. No, you don't fuck with him. Yeah, um, yeah but anyway, he said that he... He said Sunday was for those people and it's amazing. And he says that the handshake, it wasn't for him. The handshake was for Chris. That was for Chris Jericho to feel better because Chris Jericho has a problem. This isn't an Eddie problem. This is a Jericho problem. And he said, what's wrong with you is is that Chris Jericho has a hole in his heart. He said, he, you used to be number one, and now you're not, and something's missing there. Mm-hmm. And you just... Uh... And Jericho says that he's sorry that Eddie earned his undying respect, and they shake hands. But then 2.0 comes out, and they attack Jericho. They attack Eddie. Daniel Garcia's there. They're beating them down. Santana Ortiz come out and it's like, okay, this makes sense. They come out, they they fend off 2.0 and Garcia, they save Jericho, they save Eddie. Um they they bring Floyd the bat and they're 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 holding down or they're holding up Garcia and they're asking Jericho to crack him with the bat and he he swings but he does the backswing, he's about to crack him, and he ends up hitting Santana Ortiz, and then he hits Kingston, and they are just, the the four of them are laying out Eddie and Proud and Powerful, and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, 
We're like, is this new inner circle? What's going on? Um, Hager comes out. He looks conflicted, but obviously he's with Jericho. And of course he is. He starts uh, joining in. They they set up a table and Hager power bombs Eddie through the table off rough. the apron. And that... he lands on his damn head. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> that was one of the ugliest looking power bombs I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like he went like point of contact was neck and head. Yeah. It was a it was like high angle power mm-hmm. bomb. That was a jackknife. Yeah. That was yeah. Definitely a jackknife. When Kevin Nash jackknifed the giant that one time, that's what it looked like. Um Jericho hops on the mic and he says, This is the Jericho Appreciation Society, and that was entertainment. And I loved ninety-eight percent of this. I loved everything about it except for the name of their group. But like I, I understand. It. Yeah, I, I I understand. I get it. It's all Jericho's ego trip, but it's still a bad name. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's like you don't have to name him uh heel bad man McHealerson. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I don't know. We get it. You could name it something that's not so on the nose. Yeah, I saw someone online say Inner Circle 2.0, which I thought was good because you got 2.0. Would have been great. Now. Yeah, yeah. And it but, would have been a fun shot at NXT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I get it. Why he named it that? It's all about his ego and stuff. And I'm happy that uh, 2.0 and uh, Garcia are in a major major heel group now because they'll be on TV a lot more. Which would be yeah, awesome for sure. Um, I heard I've heard from multiple people say that Garcia doesn't necessarily fit in a group called the Jericho Appreciation Society, and I'm like, yeah, he doesn't doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Like for sure, the fucking Danielson Dojo, yes, yeah, Jericho Appreciation Society, why? And maybe maybe that's the story they'll tell soon. Maybe they'll yeah, go I up mean, against Mox I trust and Danielson. Yeah. I, I trust them because Jericho's heel work in the company has been top notch. His face work mm-hmm. has been shit. Yeah. Because he's he's very corny these mm-hmm. days, so he's better at being a but heel yeah. than a face. Uh, and they're gonna have to change his song. As much as everyone loves Judas, it's not gonna work, I think, if he keeps coming out to Judas. Yeah, he's I don't know. He's kind of always had that, even as a heel. It's I know, weird. but yeah, that's true. It's a, but yeah, it, everything gets long in the tooth eventually. Mm-hmm. I just mean that if they want him to be like a vicious, self-centered heel, well, maybe maybe the the, inner, the Judas song will still work because well, yeah, he's getting booed and they still sing in a song. It still plays into his character. Yeah, because the most vicious was against Moxley, and that Jericho in that inner circle was incredible. Mm-hmm. And I want more of that. And I think this group can do that. Yeah, I think so too. And I love them going up against essentially LAX. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's really cool. I'm yeah. very intrigued by this. They got to address Jer- Sammy not coming out. <laughs> um, Sammy said that he was going to... He was done until they patched it up, which mm-hmm. is kind of weird. I feel like they that's a loose end. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know when they thought of this idea, but I imagine it was before or two weeks ago. When Sammy it had to left. have been because that's what started the Kingston and Jericho feud was two point So they've had to have been thinking about it for a while. Mm-hmm. Very strange. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, 
Sammy's just sort of out doing his own thing, and he may get dragged into it eventually. I was to say, he could be on the face team. That'd be a really cool team. For sure. Yeah, so this is fun. I'm mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. It's really cool. I, uh, I'm just really happy to see nasty Chris Jericho back, because he's very good at it. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay, so the next match, this was kind of a surprise. It was announced that day. This was Dante versus Hangman. This episode had a lot of really great booking mm-hmm. and this was some of the booking that i really liked because dante was number two so here we go we got the uh we got the number two ranked we got the rankings giving us the number two ranked guy versus hangman right away on tv mm-hmm. um doesn't necessarily need a big build-up he's just earned the spot mm-hmm. um hangman came out there with his pride florida colors again which yeah. cool. I like that. Um, Dante was the youngest man ever to challenge for that title, which is very cool. Yeah. And as we would expect, great pinpoint crisp match, mm-hmm. just uh, counters on counters on counters, guys doing Urahara moonsaults and the other guy rolling underneath. Mm-hmm. In the end, the, match ended with uh like counter punching back and forth with their with their aerial moves and then page just catching them coming out of uh coming out of a flip with a buckshot mm-hmm. um it was a quick match i don't even know if it went 10 minutes uh probably not like it was it was good but it was quick mm-hmm. and after the match as dante's walking up the the ramp Hey man jumps on the mic and he calls him back and he says that when you, you joined the company and you had a lot of momentum as a tag team, but then your brother got hurt and you didn't sulk, you entered the singles ranks, you rose up the ranks and you got to the championship match at how old is he? 21, 20, 21. He's 20. He's like, <laughs> he's like, and like you him. got all the way to the championship match. It's awesome. You you fell short, but I'll happily do it again when you're back in this position. And then they shake hands. I was like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And then we get Adam Cole interrupting. He says that Hangman's not untouchable. Um, Cole took him to the limit. He, he almost beat him. Hangman got a fluke victory. And he's not going to have that luck again. So next week, we're going to get a six-man tag match. It's going to be Cole with a with his best friends, uh, a young group that everybody loves, not Hangman's best friends, mm-hmm. Adam Cole's best friends, a great team, one that everyone knows well, people that know Cole better than anybody, people that know Hangman, but like laying it on thick that it's the, it's young, the bucks. young Bucks. Yeah. And I, and I liked Hangman's face when he's saying this. He's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> you could see that he knew exactly what he was talking about. And we should, I guess, uh, we should just talk about the next segment for this. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, before we get into that, Dante Martin's 21. He, oh, just he's turned 21. 20, okay. he just turned 21 like a week ago. So Okay, okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Darius has been out like a year. Yeah. Or was out for about a full year. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so then we have a segment later on the show where we have Adam Cole and he's in the back 
doing their whole Brandon Cutler um, videoing. And Cole says, uh, Cole, he's talking about the tag match and the Bucks say, you know what? Um, we just want to nip this in the bud. If it, if it has anything to do with Hangman, we're not in it. We told you this. We're, we're no on wrestling Hangman. And he says, well, uh, well, you shouldn't have jumped the gun because it wasn't, it, I wasn't talking about you. And they're like, okay, sure you were. Because <laughs> like, you said they were young. Look over at ye old Bobby Fish over there. Yeah. <laughs> sure as fuck wasn't Bobby. And Adam Cole looks pissed. He looks offended that they would say no to him. So this is essentially where the rift starts. <laughs> for sure. For Cole. So, so Cole's going to go with Red Dragon going forward because he's got hurt feelings. Yeah. It would... Kyle Riley said something. Way to make it all about you guys. Bobby Fish, <laughs> Bobby Fish is like idiots. <laughs> it's like, shut up, ye old Bobby Fish. Yeah, <laughs> I just they're the uh, old Bobby Buck. Fish and Kyle Riley are so good at those little just eighties bully villain jabs. Way to make it all about yourselves. That shit's funny. It is good. It's like Revenge of the Nerds with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Fuck me. That's uh, that's <laughs> wild. I watched that movie as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. It was on a lot mm-hmm. around my family. <laughs> yeah, me too. Same. And then when you get older, you watch it you're like, huh. Yeah, she doesn't know that <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> you're like, the, that's just rape. Yeah, it's like American <laughs> Pie, uh, the scene where they film in her uh, in his bedroom where she doesn't know. Like, Oh, yeah. Yikes. Like, they're... There's a there's a sketch comedy. It was like college humor, whatever it was, um, where they they uh, it was guys talking about their favorite '80s movies, mm-hmm. and they're they're going through all of them, and they're just like, "Wow, like every <laughs> single '80s comedy is just sexual assault." Yeah, it's like we can't watch any of these anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it is. It's hard. That's like a lot of the movies when you watch them as a kid, you're like. I don't know if I should go back and watch this because it'll ruin it in, yeah. in your mind. Mm-hmm. It's just like, just, cause you, you want to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. That happens with any movie. If you go back and watch, I can't even watch Batman returns anymore. I made that mistake. Mm-hmm. It's like, this movie's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I had this like rose tinted glasses of what that movie was like as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and watched it a few years ago. I was like, this movie is, does not hold up. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, back on to wrestling. All right, so next we had, this was really fun. I'm sure everyone was looking forward to this. Moxley <laughs> and Danielson in their first tag team match against the Work Horseman, which is, um, I can't remember his name, uh, Drake, J.D. Drake. Yeah. J.D. Drake's original team with his original partner on the indies. I can't remember his name. I never actually watched them, so. Uh, but yeah, he, his his partner, yeah. his last name was Hale. No, it's a different and fuck whatever. Um, <laughs> they were on the Indies. Then JD Drake's partner got signed to WWE. He was in NXT for a while, and then he got let go. So and he's been working on AEW Dark for a while. Mm-hmm. So I guess the workhorsemen are maybe going to do some work as a tag team in AEW, I guess. Nice. But I love that we had the workhorsemen for versus the workhorses of AEW. Yeah. 
which was nice against Moxley and Danielson. They just went through them like a fucking buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good because Work Horsemen are some hard, bad men, and mm-hmm. they just got taken to the woodshed. Like, it was awesome. Just an absolute slugfest. Yeah. Um, and I, I like, too, on commentary, Excalibur uh, kind of gave a brief history of the Work Horsemen. They, like, teamed in Ring of Honor and on the indies and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, they've been around for a while. They mm-hmm. They're known. Like when uh, when JD Drake's partner got released, people were like, "Oh shit, the workhorsemen are back!" Mm-hmm. So like, it, they're they're a thing. Um, yeah, after the match, Regal uh, comes on the mic to address the crowd. He talks about how he thought he'd never do this again. He thought he'd never be here with Tony Schiavone again. He says it's been twenty nine years since. Uh, since the start of his career and Tony Schiavone was together. there at the very beginning. Yeah. He got teary eyed. Yeah, I don't see Regal get teary eyed. It's kind of like when you see your dad cry, you're like, Oh no, <laughs> I don't know what to do in this situation. <laughs> yeah. He was saying that Tony helped him a lot when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he said that he's not long for this world because uh, he's seen, uh, he's seen a lot of bottles and he's probably going <laughs> to see a lot more. I was like, Oh Jesus. Yeah. Um, he said uh, for two months he was checked out of this industry, and then he heard that Danielson mentioned him on on Dynamite. So he's like, "Well, you know what? Now I have to check this out." And he went and he watched some Danielson matches, and he's like, "Oh, this is the Danielson I I used to remember." Mm-hmm. And then he saw that he was fighting Moxley, and he's like, "Oh, you know what? I remember Moxley as well." And he said, "Every time he hears Danielson's name, Regal's name is mentioned as well." because of their history, because Regal trained him, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Regal yeah, trained Yeah, you'll hear people say Shawn Michaels trained him, but he just went to Shawn Michaels' school for like a year, but then after that, it was pretty much Regal. Mm-hmm. So it's like, people, I mean, people do separate, not everyone knows this, but it's still cool history for this mm-hmm. kayfabe context. I remember when I first saw Danielson, like, because he... I thought he was a British wrestler for the way yeah. he wrestled. It was so much like how Regal wrestled. I thought he was British for the longest time. Yeah, it's crazy. He says, uh, he says Danielson is the wrestler that he always wished he could have been. Mm-hmm. And he said 11 years ago, he's uh, when Regal met Mox, he, uh, psychologically and physically, they both put each other through the fucking ringer. He said uh, the their problems would make the devil cry. Um, Regal saw the match between the two of them, between, I guess, essentially the best wrestler of this generation and the perfect psychopath. Mm-hmm. And he said this, if you take these two guys, this fucking trash man and this, <laughs> and this, uh, this like, wrestling genius and you combine them together you get an unstoppable force and that he warns everybody he essentially puts aw on notice he's like you guys have a problem mm-hmm. um you're gonna get step uh you either step up or you get stepped on and i was like shit he was uh he was long-winded and he was rambly and he was emotional but it was great yes he and has such was, a like a cadence and tone to his voice that you just want to listen to him and he's just like the all the best promos in aw are 
rooted in real life and reality. MJF, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. Like you go on and on and on. Like it's all, it's all the same thing. (laughs) It's, It's these guys reaching into their real life, pulling out their own demons, putting them on display. It's really, really compelling stuff, and you don't get it anywhere else in wrestling. So, <laughs> yes, continue to do it. Yes. And uh, I made this, or I saw someone say that online, someone was like, oh, these these young guys are going to get stretched by Regal, because I don't know if you saw this, but he he got put on the roster page. Yeah, he's not a manager page. He's on the roster page, which is awesome. Like, so he's going to wrestle in mm-hmm. uh, like every once in a while, at some point, mm-hmm. and I'm excited for that. And I was like, he should just be the Stu Hart of AEW, mm-hmm. just like just stretch out some over eager young talent who think they can like take advantage of this old guy, but mm-hmm. he's got so much knowledge and he's so much better prepared that like he's like the Sifu. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's yeah. that he's that wrestling master that he can just he can stretch them out easily. I can't wait. I need that. Mm-hmm. I need him to be the Stu Hart. Like he's like, okay, kid, come to my dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I'm super excited for all three of them to be together. It's gonna be awesome. Like the fact that the two hardest men in AEW who have literally knocked everybody else out cold mm-hmm. yeah. have. Uh, like they both got slapped in the face by Regal, and they're like, "Yes, sir." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> why? Why are these guys so afraid of him? I need to know. Like, it's awesome. I love it. Okay, so next we had Wheeler Yuta versus Pac, and the interesting thing with this match, I didn't know at the time, but people were talking about it, so I looked it up and. This match happened, and it was uh, announced as a an emergency match because the yeah. championship match ended quicker than they were expecting because normally those matches last about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. It went probably under 10 minutes. Yeah. It basically didn't last a minute out of the commercial break. Yeah. So this was a match essentially that Tony Khan has matches that if he needs to fill time, he has emergency matches that he'll put in there, which he doesn't actually. This is the match that on paper he had scheduled. No, for sure. But, but, it's but in cool... the kayfabe scope yeah. of uh, of this real world sporting event, mm-hmm. that's the context for this match. And I fucking love it. Yeah, just, that's really cool. Just steep or steep seeps it oh whatever it's based in reality and i like it yeah it's really good yeah so this was wheeler yuda versus pack poor yuda mm-hmm. like you know yuda's gonna get just fucking stomped in this and he was um but not so fast wheeler gets a nice cross body he gets uh he gets a nice uh two count out of it but then just gets crushed by an avalanche brain buster locks in the brutalizer Bob's your uncle. He's done. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, they mentioned Orange Cassidy's arm was in a sling from that giant toss that Keith Lee put him through. Yeah. So Orange Cassidy's <laughs> out for a while. And like, he'll be out for a significant amount of time because they said he doesn't need surgery. So it's like, okay, so it's that bad. Mm-hmm. 
Like if he doesn't need surgery, then it's like a significant rehab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if he like probably, probably like dislocated his shoulder or something from that landing. Yeah, or like ligament strain, or mm-hmm. probably all. He has some he... kind of inflammation that he has mm-hmm. to work on. But yeah, that sucks. But I mean, he's a guy that will get a big pop when he comes back. He's that type of guy. Yeah, like and he, he can still be on TV hurt. doing stuff. So like, he doesn't have to. Well, yeah, he he's anything. somebody that when he's gone, he's better when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't need to be on TV all the time. In fact, that he kind of has diminishing value if he's on TV all the time. That's very true, yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of a blessing in disguise. Not that there's ever a blessing to someone getting hurt, but mm-hmm. like that it's not someone that will be significantly hampered. He'll get hampered none at all. He'll be totally fine. Okay, so the next little thing that we had was... a. Very interesting little backstage promo we had. Yeah, this, this kind of came FTR. out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it was cool as hell. I liked it. Again, just what I said earlier, steeped in reality. It's all reality and real life. Uh, we have Dax talking about how his his first love was professional wrestling. Now he has his wife and his daughter. And but they love his career. They know how much it means to him. And he went out there to win or to get the, uh, the shot at the tag title for his daughter. And he had to go home and tell her that he lost it. And not only did he lost it, he lost it twice. And he, he points their sights at red dragon and the bucks. And he said, I'm coming at you guys. You cost me, you cost us a shot. Um, we're coming for you first, Red Dragon, and then Tull and then Tully cuts in. And he says, "What are you doing? I came here to help you guys get the tag titles. What are we doing facing these other guys? If we're not going for the tag titles, I'm out of here." And then fucking Dax grabs him by the neck and he yells at him, "This is my family!" Like he's yelling, he's like, "This is my family. We're talking about family here." Mm-hmm. And then Cash separates them and he, he says, "You know what? This is about family." And Tully. You're not it. You're fired. It's mm-hmm. like, oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> like Tully's out. Um, Tully's not gonna be gone. I mean, unless his contract is up and he just wants to retire. Mm-hmm. But we've got fucking Arn. I mean, who knows if Arn's still around after Cody's yeah. gone, but Well, he was out during one of those battle royals when uh with Brock. Brock? Lee. Yeah. Yeah, this might be a time to now that Cody's gone to link up brock and Mm -hmm. tully to start doing something there who knows there's always ftr on twitter was like hey brett what are you doing talking to brett hart (laughs) (laughs) good shit i mean bring him in man Mm -hmm. i mean they got the owen thing coming up so i think he will be there for the owen thing i think think so too for sure i mean they've already they already have a relationship with him yeah he's been on aw he was at the first pay per view, right? Because he's he the was, first. Yeah, he brought out the belt. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I thought this was great, and this next segment was also so good, especially considering who was in it. Yeah, <laughs> this was a the AHFO, and nobody has really enjoyed the AHFO stuff. I mean, some people do. I shouldn't say that, but like, I like all the Andrade of... stuff with the AHFO, and I like I love butchering. The... I like all the parts to it, but just yeah, all together. Is... 
AHFO has been corny for a long time mm-hmm. now. It hasn't been it hasn't been that good. And we have then this was a meeting of the company in the ring. We have Hardy, he's out there and he wants to make amends to the HFO. He, Andrade, he wasn't wearing a suit. He's yes, wearing, he wasn't wearing a suit and he's Andrade. Back in the Hardy clothes. <laughs> he says that he says, Andrade, you want me to be fired after that match? And Andrade tells him Hey, be tranquilo. What happened to you? You stink. You're not wearing a suit. <laughs> they told him you stink. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hardy says, he says, hey, man, every time I put on a suit, I tram- I transform into an asshole. And they're like, oh, here we go. I love this shit. Mm-hmm. And then Hardy says that he just wants to make it right. And Andrade proposes that they vote. And Hardy says, hey, man, my boys are here, here behind me. They're never going to vote me out. Um, they cast the votes. Uh, the private party both gives them thumbs up, and he's like, "See, we're you can't you can't vote me out." And then, of course, they do the Caesar turn the thumb upside down, and Andrade says, "He he says you should never, man, you should you never should turn your, your back on people." Yeah, what did he say? You said Sorry? I think he says that you should always watch your back. Yes, like you should that. always walk your watch your back. The Hardy turns around, he sees the thumbs down, and then they just all beat that ass. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Hardy is getting his ass kicked. The fans are just chanting, Jeff, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> in the background. I'm like, oh, he better fucking be here, yeah. <laughs> or else these fans are going to be very upset. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, the Hardy Boys music hits. Out comes Jeff Hardy, and he just starts Well, first busting. we got Darby and Sting. Re- sorry, right. So Darby and Sting come out. Yes, they come out, their music hits, and I was like, okay, that's weird. Because also, it's Hardy, and why are they defending, or whatever. Fair enough. But anyways, they come out, they hop in the ring, they're they're fighting these guys off them, but obviously they're, they're overwhelmed by the numbers. And then, Jeff Hardy's music hits, or the Hardy's Boy music hits, he comes out, and he just starts busting a move on the <laughs> stage instead of running down. I saw someone describe it as hitting taunt instead of run in WWE No Mercy. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I told you that I was laughing at it, and you said he had to get his shit in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he couldn't come out there and not do the dance. Yeah, he's like got your brother dance. is literally is literally being choked out with a chair right now, <laughs> yeah. and he's out there doing the hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it was so funny, but he came out there. He starts throwing hands. He hits the he does Matt a side Hardy rush hit, wig sweep. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Ma- his first movie. Matt Hardy hits the twist of fate. Jeff Hardy hits the swanton. The fans were going ballistic, mm-hmm. like losing their mind. And that the YouTube video of his debut. Yeah, within, it's already got over a million views yeah in less than 48 hours it mm-hmm. was over a million views yeah like it might have liked... been 24 hours it's yeah, crazy you... i think it's 12 hours that had over a million views or something like that it's crazy jeff hardy's a draw man it's it's kind of nuts it is no matter it is like, man he'll always be a draw people love him <laughs> but uh i liked to darby's reaction to it because, you know, he probably loves the Hardy Boys. Well, yeah. Then, he, uh, Jeff Hardy was probably... He's a major influence on almost 
everyone every high flyer in this yeah. generation yeah for sure and then i liked uh it's a subtle thing but you see jeff kind of bow to sting hopefully apologizing for their uh impact situation when jeff was out of his mind and sting yes. had to shoot shoot pin him to get the title off of him <laughs> crazy mm-hmm. crazy stuff um dial rose was really funny yeah uh, rest in peace nyla swanton yeah. <laughs> she uh the, she had a twitter post very funny stuff she was on fire last night mm-hmm. really funny stuff um yeah really cool then next we have the first uh first swerve segment on tv mm-hmm. uh he's going to be making his debut on rampage he's in the back being interviewed he's interrupted by tony niece which of course, Tony Nese is his damn first match. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it'll be good. It'll be a good match, but it'll be very was, good. It'll be excellent. Let's let's be real. That's why Tony Nese is here. <laughs> He's essentially here to put over all the new guys. Yeah. Um Yeah. <laughs> but I love Swerve's reaction. He said He's like, Oh, I wondered who'd be the one interrupting me. <laughs> I really <laughs> like how he said that. He's like, I wonder who would be the one to interrupt me. He said He's like, man, I've beaten your ass before. I'm, I'm going to beat it again. Whose house is this? It's not Nisa's house. It's Swerve's house. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I loved it. He's just yeah. so effortlessly cool. Yeah, they made like a nice, because uh, he said, we, we can fight each other again on Fridays, a 205 live re- reference, which is hilarious. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I already, he's like, I already made a living beating your ass on, on Fridays. Like, mm-hmm. We're going to do this again. All right, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like he's just cool. Like, there's no other way to describe him. He's effortless. Cool. Yeah, he's just so effortlessly cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I can't say effortlessly cool smoothly. Yeah, I guess I'm not effortlessly cool. That's all right. I can't say rural. Ru- 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 say I can't even say it. Ru- say rural juror. Rural juror. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So next we have, and I put this with an exclamation point: a Wardlow promo. Yeah, it's cool. He's he's good. I liked it. I like this promo a lot. <laughs> like, wild. Okay, he comes out there, and he's asked, Wardlow, are you still under contract? And he said, yes, I'm still under contract with MJF. But here's the thing. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he said that we all have to decide um, if we're going to devote ourselves to our to our dreams or to somebody else's. And he said, Max gave me an opportunity to to earn money to to have what I thought was freedom, but I ended up being being put in a box and you'll have to he said we'll have to forgive him for associating with such trash because he grew up in a poor family. He watched his mom struggle to feed him and his brothers and sisters. And he was hoping Max would be that foot in the door. But he's been held back. He's been disrespected and he said Max has sealed his own fate. And like I said, he's still under contract, but he doesn't give a damn. From this mm-hmm. point, he considers himself free. And good luck with that, Wardlow, because next week, I think you're losing your match because yeah, of MJF. Yeah, for sure. It, it, I think just... MJF's going to have the last laugh there. Mm-hmm. But I love this. I really mm-hmm. love this. Yeah. This is good. This is, this is very good stuff. I think mm-hmm. it's... Uh, because I think everyone thinks Wardlow's winning that title next week. Yeah. And 
I think there's a 95% chance that he's not because of MJF. Yeah, that's what I think too. And I think that's great. I think it's really good. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait for it. Can't wait for MJF to make him his life a living hell until he can finally get his hands on him and then he power bombs MJF through the mat. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fantastic. Or maybe he just maybe MJF beats him. Yeah. <laughs> like who knows? Maybe MJF just cheats to win. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next we have QT and we he's found Lee or Keith Lee in the back and he wants a he essentially he's telling Keith Lee like, "Hey man, we got your back. We see that you're uh we see that Team Taz is going after you. The the Nightmare family or the factory we got you." He's like, "Man, no." He's yeah. like, I've got a really large back. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> That's a no for me, dog. It's basically what he said. <laughs> he's like, he's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why would I want that? Mm-hmm. I just watched you get dropped on your dome by a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, you think that child's going to drop me on my dome? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, good stuff. Again, kind of wish, uh, Lee wasn't getting mixed up with QT, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be good. It'll get. He'll get his wins. He'll get his win, and then he'll go to Team Taz pretty quick. He'll he'll pounce. Uh, he'll pounce QT, and it'll be mm-hmm. nice. Yes. Okay. Jurassic Express versus the Acclaimed. If I'm not mistaken, this is a rematch. Uh, from yeah, from a few weeks ago. Yeah, from um, a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure they faced them. The mm-hmm. difference here is that um, Jurassic Express now feels like a more of a more established champions now. Yeah, especially yeah. after the the pay per view, because this was one of their first title defenses. If they wouldn't remember, they were having them go against like the Ass Boys and yeah, like it a was bunch of lower the tier acclaimed, teams. then the Ass Boys, then like a bunch of teams that didn't matter. Mm-hmm. But now, now they feel bigger. Because they beat the Bucks and they beat Red Dragon, mm-hmm. so that's something. Um, I'll, but I'll tell you what: the acclaimed had me bought in on them winning the match with that combination power bomb. Yeah, that was such a close three count. That really, I really thought they was like, "Whoa, shit!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, sh- oh my god, okay." Because at first I was just like, "It would be, it would be something cool," where you're like, "Oh, this is a rematch." Okay, we know they're not winning. You kind of kind of looking away sort of this sort of like the the piss break mm-hmm. of the show and then a shock win would be crazy because yeah, i thought that was it because i i it was so close i thought in my head oh was this non-title like <laughs> and, and like, then oh, jurassic yeah. express won with an awesome springboard doomsday device mm-hmm. i was like okay that's new yeah like i like that um yeah fun match uh really clean but yeah, that fucking power bomb, man! Holy shit, I was convinced. I was yeah. like, "It's like, wow, they got they got me, man. Mm-hmm. This this company's good at that." Yeah, there. That was a that was like three point nine 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 nine. If I've ever seen one, or two point nine 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 kick out. Even the fans in the background were were like throwing up the three. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that means like they. Uh, that means there's some support for the acclaimed a little mm-hmm. bit there as well that they would. I think make their the raps argument. are finally starting to get over. 
next we had Layla Hirsch and Th- versus Thunder Rosa. Again, this is another rematch, but this is from Layla Hirsch's AEW review or review, <laughs> debut <laughs> on AEW Dark, mm-hmm. and, which was an excellent d- d- match, by the way. It was a really good Dark match. And this was a good match. Um, they're grappling their ass off. Um, Layla's a really good, strong opponent for Rosa to get her win back against. Mm-hmm. Because Layla sure. is, she's what her name says. She's legit. Um, she's going to give a nice struggle. And Rosa was really gritty in this one. Everything looked like a struggle in this. Because I guess, I don't know if their timing was a little bit off. But like they were fighting some of the moves in this. But it looked good. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that's because both of them sort of have like legit combat and wrestling backgrounds. Yeah, probably. Where it, they, it like they can a, just make it look that way. Yeah. Because Rosa has an MMA background and and Layla has a legit wrestling background, like an amateur background. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they look like they were uh they're really fighting it out there and I appreciated it. Um Yeah. Uh, Layla went for the uh for the turnbuckle hook again. She went mm-hmm. to crack Rosa with it. Velvet came out, prevented the attack. Um, Velvet threw her back in, back in the ring. The two women again struggled to hit their moves, but in a way that seems good, that seems legit. Rosa would win with Fire Thunder Driver, as we pre- and as we predicted, Thunder Rosa will be facing Britt Baker in a steel cage. Yeah, yeah. And- <laughs> Think we talked Thunder about Rosa that exactly sold that like she just won a million dollars. She was so excited. <laughs> she looked like she was in tears. Mm-hmm. It's like you didn't win the prices, right? Yeah, that match <laughs> is going to be really good though. I can't wait for it. It will be fantastic. I love it, and I'm glad they're doing that. It's it's good book. I mean, I didn't like the booking of the pay per view. Like I feel like they, I don't know. There's something weird about how it happened They're, but yeah their match just seemed kind of off it's too much interference so i think this one will be a lot better yeah the uh well it's funny it's a it's a storytelling device that aw has done before but in order to get through the story beats you have to have matches that are frustrating mm-hmm. to watch so it's sort of it's kind of annoying to get there mm-hmm. like it happened with the bucks yeah and and um, what what are their names? <laughs> in the Lucha Bros. Yeah. When uh, they were having their rivalry and the Good Brothers kept interfering in the matches. Yeah. And then they eventually went into the cage. And you're like, oh, okay, that's what they're doing. Okay, mm-hmm. this is worth it. But the matches leading up to it, everyone was pissed off. Like, yeah. not like, oh, I see what they're doing. Like that, this is the end goal. People are just like, "Oh my god, another fucked finish!" I don't want this. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's funny. It's like a, <laughs> it's a, it's a hard story to tell. Mm-hmm. And I want to uh, make note about Leila Hirsch. I saw people online giving her guff because her Russian flag stuff, like she's born there. She just put out a statement right before we started recording this, saying that. She may be Russian, but she supports Ukraine and all that stuff. And the fact that she even had to do that is dumb. No, it is is so dumb. Mm -hmm. It is so dumb. Like, she is where she's from. 
Like yeah. you can't you can't change that. Um, and the Russian people aren't their government. Yeah, exactly. The I Russian people like ninety five percent of what my government does. And so it's like yeah, it's, most people feel that way. So it's not. Like, <laughs> he's a dictator. Yeah, he's not like an elected official. He's a dictator. Mm-hmm. Well, he wins elections in quotations, but it's just him running. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he kills the opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's what I mean. I will say one thing: maybe the the Russian gear with the camo, like maybe not right now. Yeah, yeah. But maybe that's all she <laughs> when had. I saw, because I I had seen people already getting on her a bit, or like bringing up the fact that she was in her Russian gear. I was like, no, she's from she's Russian. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want? But then when I saw the cam, I was like, ooh, maybe some unintended consequences for that. Yeah, but <laughs> she shouldn't have to be making statements. No, she shouldn't have it's to. So like, dumb. you know, she's American. Yeah, she said she moved here when she was eight, or adopted here when she was eight. So it's like. like I have cousins who were adopted from a Russian orphanage as well. Mm-hmm. So like I <laughs> and like Layla Hirsch literally looks exactly like my cousin. So yeah. it's it's really yeah, I can I can relate mm-hmm. to to what she's going through right now. It sucks. But yeah. Okay, so the main event of this was a very interesting match. Yeah, I like this match. It was crazy. I liked it. There's one spot in here that it still doesn't look real when I look at it. Happening, <laughs> I'm like, this looks fake. <laughs> Is that the uh, the Centon? Yeah, six thirty. Yeah, fucking wild. Yeah. So this match starts, and Sammy's whooping that ass, but he's he's wrestling with hurt ribs. He's got bandages on. He's this is against Scorpio Sky, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's wrestling hurt because he's been put through the ringer lately. He had a triple threat on Friday. And then on Sunday, he had that wild ass match. Yeah. Where people were going through tables. He did a Spanish fly off the fucking stage. Like crazy shit. And he's always hurting himself in his matches. This is a story with him. Like they're, they did this on purpose. Like mm-hmm. there have been times where his matches have almost been stopped in the past. Yeah. And actually, he was wrestling against. Was he wrestling against uh, Scorpio Sky's team in that? No, I don't know. Anyways. But yeah, so in this match, he sets up a table. He puts Scorpio Sky on it. He goes to hit his 630 cent on, but he crashes and burns like bad. Goes through the table. They go to commercial break and the the refs are checking on him. The doctor's checking on him. He's pointing at his ribs. They're checking out his ribs. Ty Conte run, runs down. She's concerned for him. They're mm-hmm. helping him to the back. But of course he fights off, fights everybody off. He runs back into the ring. The he's hurt. Baby face. He is. He he's a, yeah, he's that fiery baby face, but he's hurt. Of course. Um, he's trying to fight through it. Not successful. We got Paige Van Zant on the outside heckling him from the stands. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have the two women going nose to nose. So right away, you know, okay, there's going to be a, uh, a feud there going on, which is which, cool. Natural. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be really good. I like it. I like it. It's a good matchup too. Mm-hmm. Um, Sky's working over the ribs. We get a we have a big springboard cutter from Sammy, but again, 
that's damage to his ribs. Mm -hmm. Um, Sammy hits the GTH on, on Scorpio, but sky rolls under the ropes and then sky, he's able to, uh, to get the knees up on a shooting star press, which basically just snaps Sammy in half. Yeah. Um, uh, Paige Van Zandt and Conte get into it again on the outside. Um, Paige sends Conte face first into the stairs, which looked nasty. Yeah. Um, and then back inside the ring, Scorpio Sky hits Sammy with a TKO. He pins Sammy. He becomes the new TNT champion, which we were hoping for. Yeah. Um, both Scorpio Sky deserves it, man. He's- yeah. Both hoping for and a little worried because we don't want him to be transitional. Yeah, but I think after after this happened, it cemented what we talked about earlier, that MJF's yeah. 95% costing or low the match next week. Yes, I think uh, I think we think I think everyone thinks Sky is losing mm-hmm. next week, but he's not going to. Yeah, and uh, I'm happy for that because I'd like to see him get a, a bit of a run. Mm-hmm. And then back inside the ring, Paige cracks Conte in the head with a huge kick. Mm-hmm. Um, and she falls down on top of Sammy, and then she takes her con her new AW contract and signs it on Ty Conti's ass. Yeah, that and that's how we go off right on her ass. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. I but that match is legit going to be awesome. I hope. Yeah, I hope we don't know. We haven't seen her in the ring, but yeah, I wonder how long she's been training for. But Paige Van Zant is MMA trained. She mm-hmm. she is. Uh, I'm sure. And she, she, so she has that legit fighting background. She's going up against Ty Conte, who has, uh, she has Brazilian two, jiu-jitsu background, and judo, right? She has and two, judo. Yeah, I yeah. Say she has two high belts and two different martial arts. So, yeah, black belt in one and high black belt, belt judo in. I don't Brazilian jiu-jitsu belts are different than normal martial yeah, arts. It, it's so it's not know. black, but it's it's up there. Yeah. So that'll be cool. That'll be a. You could do some cool shoot fighting type stuff mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I think that'll be fun as long as Paige can work. And yeah. I don't think uh, Tony Khan signs her if she can't. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure they'll have her working with, you know, Ethan Page, Scorpio. They'll probably have her train with Danielson like they did Jade and stuff. And... Yeah, it'll be good stuff. Okay, so looking forward to Rampage first, we have. Jamie Hayter versus Mercedes Martinez. Is this Hell a rematch yeah. or no? No, they haven't fought yet. Okay. They were just in that tag match together, and then I wanted a singles match, and this match is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a banger. <laughs> to, uh, the, there'll be haymakers in this one. Yeah. I cannot wait. Then we have Darby Allen versus Mark Quinn. This is going to be one of those sleepers. I always say it when the when the tag wrestlers wrestle singles matches. They put on a fucking show. Mm-hmm. And Mark Quinn and Isaiah Cassidy always do that. And I cannot wait. This match is going to be really good. We're going to see the Hardy Boys. They're going to be out there. We know this. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. cannot wait. Then we have QT Marshall versus Keith Lee. QT's getting dropped on his dome. He's yeah, going to get yeah. yeeted across the ring. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. This is This is going to be a fun squash. I'm looking forward to that. And then we have Swerve versus Tony Nese. This this is one to watch. That match is going to be excellent. I, I can't wait for it. I'm so excited for Swerve's in-ring debut in AEW. He's so good, and he's such a star. Man, 
on one yeah, show we're having Keith Lee and Swerve wrestle. That's nuts. <laughs> and Tony Nice can work. He's yes, he's kind of he's going to be kind of the jobber to the stars, but that's okay because the jobbers in AEW are legit and they give them good records because they beat the enhancement talent on AEW Dark. So mm-hmm. like you need lower card guys, but they have low card guys who are legit. Yes. Like for sure. um like Seidel's kind of in that role as well. Mm-hmm. Like they're low card, but you look at them and you're like, no, I respect that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. It's a, uh, it's not like you're a random dude. It's uh it's good stuff. He's going to make Swerve look great. And mm-hmm. I can't wait. I thought, I thought this was the role that Bobby Fish was going to be in when they first brought him in. But yeah. no, now he's, uh, I was going to say, I think Kyle O'Reilly getting his contract coming up in WWE really helped out him out. And just Adam Cole in general. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I I don't know what would happen with Bobby Fish, but he'd probably be in the niece spot, like he said. I know, so uh, that was beneficial for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so uh, this was fun. I guess we uh, this will be the last podcast I'll do for two weeks. Yeah, we got St. Patty's Day Slam next week. We might have a new women's champion, but I won't be uh, podcasting I'm about it. Pretty sure we'll have a new women's champion. <laughs> Yes. If yes. they don't, then that's like the worst decision AEW's made since they started. <laughs> that's another reason to think that Wardlow's not going to be winning yeah, as well. Yeah, not, not two title changes. I mean, unless they just go nuts and have two title changes. but They might. I mean, you never know. But mm-hmm. yes, I say, I say probably just one. Yeah, I would yeah. Say. And plus, you, you let Scorpio go with the title for a little bit. Let's yeah. see what I he mean, can do. He he deserves it, and mm-hmm. I think it's bad optics after the month or so that they had. Yeah, with the scrutiny that they had. Yeah, for sure. To put a finally put a belt on Scorpio just to take it off him again, I think yeah. it would almost do. It would almost be worse than yes, for sure. Having not put it on him, putting putting it on him at all. Mm-hmm. All right. On that note, I think we're done. All righty. We'll see you guys in uh, two weeks. Yes. Peace. Peace.